Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac. Yum. Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. (laughs) I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. When do we crack the beers? It's coming. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Who the hell was that? Somebody snuck into our house. Moving forward, getting something on my breath. Hi, Eric. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jakey. Welcome back to Customer States Podcast, Woo-hoo! where we talk about almost everything in the automotive industry. Thank you. Um, my name is Jake Rikus, as always, your favorite chair swiveler, pen pushing, don't do shit, apparently, according to everybody who listens to this. <laughs> Punching uh, bag. Yeah, there you go. And I'm proud of it. Uh, but I am a service, ad- service advisor, I think. You can't even say your fucking job title. God See? damn, this bitch is drunk already. Yes, she is. Speaking of drunk, <laughs> I'm thirsty. Ah, uh, fine. I was going to introduce and then have <laughs> you guys <laughs> yell at me. One, two, three, go. Happy birthday, Ali. Happy birthday, Ali. Happy birthday, Ali. Happy birthday. I'm not going to like this. Thank you. It's a a little something Lagunitas. You actually may like this one. It's kind of fruity. Let's like you. (laughs) Are we allowed to ask how old Allie is? Sure. 33. I'm 21. Again? (laughs) I'm 33. I want to see what Erica thinks of this. It's warm. It is? Is it warm? Yeah. Mm. This is my England birthday. Yeah. It's not terrible, but I think it would be better cold. Fair enough. My balls warmed it up. Cool beans. Anyway. So. All right. <laughs> Must be a lot of service. Hashtag the bell. Hashtag the bell. <laughs> so, I'm Jake. You heard what I do. Service advisor. Three years. Everything's fun. Happy hunky dory. To my left. Hat man. Mikey boy. Board pusher. Uh, um hey guys uh mike sarah senior master technician shop foreman transmission technician and still masher of buttons um to my left is eric montenegro hi hi eric hi Hi, Hi, i'm here happy friday y'all happy friday we made it through another week i'm eric montenegro heavy line technician for doing it for over four years now And to my left. To your left. Is our beautiful birthday bodacious babe. <laughs> Gabe! Allie Paul. Go on. <laughs> What's up, Happy guys? Birthday. Thank you. I later after the you podcast. Look like shit. I well you smell like shit. <laughs> I would like you to sing Happy Birthday to me in the style of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I- I'm an expert at that. Okay, I want you very to know. good. I'm going to do it. Anyways. So, Why did I think you were going to say Alanis Morissette? Oh, Mike no. gets to do that one. Yeah, he does. He, he knows Alanis Morissette really I mean, well. You already know. Okay, I'm Ali Paul. You ought to know. Oh, oh my it. God. Eric, it's what kind dream. of gay are you? No, Ten different game. kinds. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what kind of gay so you want him to be. <laughs> who, the, who the hell is that voice? Shh. You guys. 
I'm Allie. I'm Allie Paul. I am a warranty administrator. I administrate warranties Don't for Volkswagen and Mazda. I will shush you. You're a Christian. You motherfuckers. Okay. So um, to my two spaces to the left. You mean is, what? Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry, left. Yeah, it's, it's one space enough. to the Oh, for my God. Sake, people, Just let me talk. Across, right? Twice a day. Is Dustin. What's up, Dustin? What's up, guys? Hi, Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Hi. Thank you for having me. Welcome Thank to the podcast. Thank you for being podcast. here. I'm regretting it already. Attaboy. 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 You fit in Yeah, it must be hard to come here. over here and drink all my alcohol, huh? It is. It is. <laughs> you mean your warm, cheap alcohol. <laughs> Actually, this one's provided by Jake. Yeah, <laughs> it's too warm. I need to cut the It wasn't ice. supposed to be warm. Michael was supposed to put it in the refrigerator. It was put in the refrigerator as soon as I got home. Yeah. It's not my fault it was sitting in a hot car all day. Oh. It wasn't sitting in a hot car. It was, I don't know where it was. It was I, underneath my desk. Oh, where he's being conditioned and <laughs> I put it into the fridge as soon as I got home. Uh, it's like beer okay. goes in the fridge. That's that's what happens. Hey, hey, moving so, Dustin, so, so Dustin, Dustin, tell us a little bit about yourself because you're new to the podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep, I'm uh, I'm a technician. About 24 years, been working on cars, and oddly enough, 22 of those years has been spent on exotics, mainly Ooh. Ferrari. Yep, nice. worked for the Ferrari dealer for a number of years, and now I'm uh, 18 years self-employed with my own independent shop. Nice, congratulations! Thank you very much. Very, I appreciate nice. it. Very is it nice. as awesome. great as we all think it is? Fuck no. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> as a matter of fact, if anyone wants to buy it after the podcast, I'm selling it cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I think awesome. I already called dibs. <laughs> dibs. One thirders. <laughs> we got to make a bridge over the freeway so we can get the Robert shop. <laughs> this is true. I'll do Hi, the Robert. Um, okay. We have a customer state story. So um, I get called up to the service drive. And the no, service advisor no, says, "Never." Customer states brakes feel like they're slipping. What? So brakes automatically. I'm kind of curious of because it's not typically a symptom that or a customer, you know, said. Um, was it a Raptor? No, it was. <laughs> it was actually a, a kind of a fancier Mustang. Mm. A GT. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, so the customer was says, that a "Monkey." No, no, that's not a fancy not a Mustang. Fucking Mustang. It's not even a Mustang. Thank I know, you, Jacob. Mustangs. Okay. Fuck. It's not like I work for Ford or anything, but <laughs> I love the Mach-E. It's great. You should buy one. Okay. Um, Moving on. So, okay. so I, I'm, I get called up the service drive and I'm talking with the customer and I'm trying to get information from the customer, but the customer um, isn't a, a, an American English speaker. Um, so there's oh, a little British bit of a, English. No, like, like Chinese English, Latvian something or like, like Eastern European type English. Duh. And so we're having a little bit of, of, of a communication issue, but I'm understanding what she, you know, I'm, I'm picking up what she's putting down. Right. Okay. So, uh, so we get to the point where she's telling Whoa. me what's going on with the car. And she says, when she starts to like take off that, it feels like the brakes are slipping. I said, well, first of all, when you're, when you're starting to accelerate off. the vehicle, you're not using the brakes. So I'm I, like, I don't know if this car is safe to drive or not. I don't want to just hop in this what car with some lady. Is bad. Yeah, I want you to know this. <laughs> uh, yeah, what you're doing is bad. There it is. I want you to know this. There Thank we you. go. Very nice. <laughs> Was that that non-American English? That's from Ghostbusters, about? by the way. 
Uh, I was born in the 80s, bro. <laughs> I know I look like it was I'm 90, but yeah, I was actually born in 81. So, so I was we, born in 89. Do the math. I do not believe that. <laughs> you said it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. It is my birthday. Mm, I'm thinking more like 60s. <laughs> well, I look great for my age. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. So we get to the point where I'm not getting any more information on the customer, and I just need to like put my butt in the driver's seat and figure out what the hell she's talking about, right? So I get my floor mat and seat cover in, and I get her in the passenger seat, and I hop in the Mustang. And I'm trying to ask her, like, what's your, what's your best Latvian hand job? <laughs> what's what's the best way to duplicate this concern? How can I duplicate duplicate this concern? Well, oh, you know, just just go start driving. I said, okay. So I go ahead and I, you know, it's a, it's an automatic. Clearly, Where, I was just I was just gonna ask if it was automatic. We know you don't know how to drive stick. It had to have been automatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure according to Eric, he does know how to drive stick. Oh shit! Anyway. I'm pretty sure. Everyone here knows how to drive stick except for one person. I do not. Never learned. What? Uh, <laughs> Let's just stop the podcast, bro. What did you invite me to? This is a podcast first, ladies and gentlemen. Now here, you just heard it here. So here's a weird thing, though, and that is true. I can't drive a regular car stick, but you throw me in a... I can drive a semi-truck, a cement mixer, how? anything that's what? that. That I can drive. Then I don't fucking know. Stick. I can't get it with a regular it's fucking car. Thing. It is not it's the not same the thing. thing. <sighs> It is not the same it's thing. It's not. I couldn't learn on a 80, 86 bug. Eric but and I, I are could veterans. Learn on a cement mixer. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. Good thing that wasn't weird. So you <laughs> patched it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you can come back anytime despite yeah, uh, your age comments. <laughs> so you punched it. So uh, so I get in the car and I put it into drive and all of a sudden it feels like somebody hit me from behind the service drive. Oh, it slammed into gear. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, but you know, maybe there's a couple things going on. So I start driving and I'm like, so like, what's the best way to like duplicate this concern? She's like, oh, it just happened. I'm like... I, the, oh. the car didn't move. It has nothing to do with the brakes. Oh, but it feels like the car was moving forward. I'm like, the the car did not move a sea hair. Like the the, <laughs> the engagement when you put it into drive was. I very hope harsh. you said that to her, and no, she I asked you, "What does that, that mean, Michael?" You can't. No, you can't say that. What sea hair? Yes. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. Huh. We're not talking about the, the animal, yeah. the sea hair. Yes, I know. That's yes. why okay. I thought initially. No, he said cunt hair. Yeah. Like a see, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Um, Are we allowed to say that? Just curious. Yes, yes. absolutely. Okay. Just I'll did. find a way to say it later. And I found my new bleep button, so feel free to say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, but um, Harsh engagement. Yeah, it had a harsh engagement. So I take it around the, you know, around the, the auto mall just to appease her and tell her that there's nothing else wrong with the car and what you thought was a brake problem and what everybody, everybody's been telling you, your husband, whatever is a brake problem, is actually a transmission problem that I can actually fix. Right. Brakes slipping is I, I I haven't heard or come across that one before. She doesn't and know anything about hopefully never again. But it's interesting when there. you when you hear customers and they try to describe a noise to you or describe a concern to you. You know the ones that that aren't like oh I don't know how it happens like I can't describe it to you. But when they actually like try to use their mouth noises or whatever like <laughs> those are my favorites. <laughs> those, those are my favorite too. Oh those are my favorites. I experienced that with Samantha. Especially today. when there's other customers in the service office yeah. and they get oh, to hear yeah. the customer yeah. make noise. It's, it makes a clunk a lunky noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> clunk a lunky. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, Wait, everybody make so a car noise at the same time. So it needed a TCL. <laughs> <laughs> no, it uh, needed a transmission repair. Oh, it needed transmission repair. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, very easy repair. Uh, okay. For this specific concern, but transmission what, repair nonetheless. What did you fix? Um, so there's actually a TSB for this concern and actually another tech <clears throat> fixed it. Mike doesn't fix anything. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I, I delegate. Right, Justin, I don't do. You're Hashtag right, Justin. He, he told someone Hashtag to Caltrans. do something. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I told them to do was correct. Hmm. So Savannah, come here. I can't. Come here. Is she guys, pooping? I'm sorry. No, I'm done. She's okay. upstairs. All right. <laughs> Um, I can't. I'm That's okay. I'm Don't sorry. worry. Hey, do a mid mid crack. Do a mid crack. I brought you one. I'll drink that one. It's she's, okay. She's full exploring. Um, there's nothing up there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, did that Mustang have lane assist? <laughs> that Mustang did not have lane yeah. assist. Oh, okay. Nice. My truck However, does. yeah, Ooh. and you turn it off all the time, right? No, I drive with it on every single day, all day. You are a psychopath. Wait, I can like we it. just explain? Does lane assist just mean that like it keeps it's you in the lane? It's for when you're texting and driving, and you start to go out of the lane, it pulls you back in. Which we do not condone. What? No, I just never so do that. everyone knows, in California, the most <laughs> left-hand lane is the fast lane, and then the right-hand lane—that's the texting lane. <laughs> Oh, see, I have adaptive cruise control and the lane keep assist, so I don't have to worry about that. I just said, yeah, I said it and forget it. Uh, said it and forget it. We already know sweet. how safe. Thanks, Ronco. Yeah. We already know from last week how safe Eric is around vehicles. What? Don't we? Oh, yes. I got a minute of text about that. So do you want to know a story, Dustin? Yeah, I missed last week. So I'd like to hear just how safe the Reader's Eric Digest is. version. Yes, Reader's the Reader's Digest. Digest. I was trying to diagnose a noise with another technician. And it was coming from under the hood. And the only way for me to figure out where the noise was Definitely coming from. Definitely the only way. There was <coughs> the no way other to, way to do it. The arms ahead. are crossed. Shut up, <laughs> The only way for me to diagnose Wait, 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 wait. Was Mike the other technician? No, no. it was not. It was another. This Mike, would not this would have, have never happened shape. if Mike was That was there. a joke. Of course he's not a tech. Shop <laughs> <laughs> foreman. You're going to um, wear this bell out, Dustin, if you keep zigging me like that, man. We went to a side street over here on that hill, the, the crest of the hill over there. Okay. All right. and, um, I know that hill. Yeah. And we went down a residential street and uh, I hopped on top of the engine with the hood open and grabbed a hold of the hood strut and the wiper arm and had the other tech punch it. So how'd the other guy have you? <laughs> on my stomach. On the stomach. Oh on my, stomach. my god! I like you. I like you. Anyway, so I told he, you he was going to be a good fit. I told you. Yes, you're great. You can come back anytime. Anyways, he punched it a few times while I was hanging up on their full wide open. Tunnel. And then you guys drove the car. And then yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. My Christ. story is over. My story is over. <laughs> no, keep no. going. I want to hear it. No, that was it's it. important. It's important. That was, no, that was it. it. That was literally oh, wow. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so did you and find it? Like well, full fucking Well, yeah. actually, did he find it? No. I found it. Well, we both kind of both figured out. Did you, you guys find it? it at the same time? The flap. <laughs> I still haven't found it. <laughs> the flap of the air box kept flipping up while it was trying to suck in air. Uh-huh. And so the noise it was making against the hood. Uh, yes. I wouldn't have found that. that. I really want to play that U2 song, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for yet. But I can't afford that at all. Oh, no. so. <laughs> we'll Damn just gloss yeah. over that. Now, Mike, I want to make something very clear. When I make jokes like that, you roll your eyes. Yeah. Dustin fucking shows up and he's the hero. Well, I don't want to scare him off. There's a, there's a reason for that. I'm playing the Jew card. Uh, hey, also, go. listen, he, he, he pays me to do stuff. Uh, so. That's true. Yeah. My people are not, by the way, <laughs> not gay stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the stuff I do, I don't do it well, but he still pays me oh for it. <laughs> Which I don't do anything well either, so I'm Holy fine with crap. that. That Raptor had lane assist as well. Yeah, I hate that shit. Mm. So you, you want to you want to finally tell that story since okay. we skipped over like for three weeks. weeks. Three weeks, four weeks. Thank you. Okay, so Lena's story. So I, again, starts off with a phone call and call up to service drive. I've got this crazy customer. I said, okay, we're off to a great start. She's talking about how her yeah, lane assist fucking happens. How her lane assist is too sensitive, or how it, it's steering her out of control, or whatever. Some some issue with the lane assist, right? You look her in the face and say, "Turn it the fuck off, then." <clears throat> <laughs> just wait just wait for the story just shut up a second yeah, so exactly. so Stop i go up there talking. i go up there and, and i speak with the service advisor first and the service advisor tells me this lady is crazy <clears throat> oh I'm that's always like, you already okay, know thank you for letting me know that i'm about to get shit on right De- now defcon one yeah okay so <laughs> you know i'm i'm pretty good with customers you so i code name for crazy people Debit. 5150. Debit. Yeah, that's not much. That's not a code. That is, that is the code, but uh, we need to find something more subtle. Actually, you need a uh, hand signal because sometimes they're looking at you from the drive far away and you just need a little something that's like no, be like, a, like, not like, gonna, like a baseball slide. No, just, just something thing. they're going to know. Yeah, like do. thumbs up is a normal good person, but you start doing weird shit, like weird hand movements. Like, yeah, this one's bad. No, you got to like, like really have an itchy nose, I think is what If you, you go like this. Oh, it's a ju you know? <laughs> Not a big nose. <laughs> Just go like this. A hook nose. Lena's customer. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, our, uh, sorry, before, uh, ID10T. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, ID10T. ID10T. Yes. Idiot. Okay. If you write it down, it says idiot. It looks like mm. idiot. That's an old fucking saying. I've never Anyways, heard it before. Continue. It's, it's uh, an IT thing, an ID10T error. Mm-hmm. So, um... I start speaking with the customer and I'm asking her what's going on. And she says, well, it seems like the steering wheels taking her all over the place. And you know, like, like the, the vehicles uncontrollable at times. I said, is she Asian? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just had to ask, bro. It's a much older white lady. Asian listeners. We love you very much. We do. And you are great drivers. We do. And he can edit this later, but you know how you blind an Asian. Oh my god. You put a windshield in front of him. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy Hashtag shit. Hashtag 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 14 Hashtag minutes Hashtag and 30 seconds edit. Okay, got that one written down. That was, oh my god. That is, that is going into the memory banks. Okay. Holy shit. Um, Give it a little space. So, this is going to be a good episode. So, um,. I, I'm talking with, with the customer. I said, listen, we're not getting anywhere talking about it. Why don't, why don't we go out for a road test and we'll figure out what's going on. So during the road test, I'm just driving the car and I, I'm not feeling anything weird. So we, you know, we're just talking cause I'm not going to sit there in silence. Right? right. So she's telling me about how in the nineties she was at our, you know, uh, she was at our dealership before and she had a really bad experience and she was going other places since then in the nineties that I, I, I spoiled that part. And I said, Oh, I'm like really sorry. Like who are you working with? Like blah, blah. Oh, well, one of the salesmen, you know, didn't talk to me and he was only talking to the guy that I brought with me and he thought that, he, you know, he was buying the car, but it was really me buying the car and he was really rude to me. I said, I'm really sorry that you had that experience who you were with. That's a legitimate oh. thing that happens. And it, and it 
it might have happened. However, <clears throat> in the nineties, in the nineties, in the nineties, in the chances are the salesman that she was working with in is dead, is dead. <laughs> like absolutely, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking dead. It's they they drink coffee, alcohol, and smoke was, cigarettes. They're, they're dead. And it's the dealers, the dealerships probably changed hands like three times say, by now too. It's not the because they were old; it's because of the cocaine. <laughs> so yeah. I tried to explain to her. I said, "Ma'am, that was a long time ago." Chances are that anybody that you're working with has been long gone from our dealership. And you're talking about the sales department, which you're de dealing with the service department now. It's two different entities. You know, give us a chance to serve you and, and do, you know, do you right. And, you know, let, let Did us you treat serve you her and do something right? nice. Oh, I would have. <laughs> today, Junior. Would you have? <laughs> you I said she was older, though. Right. Did you have to take her diapers off? So. Uh, <laughs> we're continuing on the road test. And I haven't really experienced anything crazy. And she's telling me that how she was at another dealership and she had a bad experience. I'm like, well, what happened? Well, I was at a haunted dealership and they were trying to screw me over for something. I, like, I'm, I'm really sorry that that happened. Yeah, this was in 83. Like, oh, so you've only been to a God. dealership twice wow. in 30 years and you had two bad experiences. And everywhere else that you go is always trying to screw you over. Potentially, it's not the places trying to screw you red over. Flag. Maybe yeah. it's just you You're as a person. Flag. You're just nuts. So I'm trying to smooth the situation over because it's kind of tense, and you know I'm I'm easy. I'm not you know riled up, and I'm calmly explaining things and like trying to make the dealership look good. And like we would love to serve you know help you and service your vehicle and anything that you need in the future. You know we're local. Blah blah blah. The same jerk off routine. But she keeps telling me that that she, that that this vehicle's got this problem, right? So I'm inferring from all of this speak that we've had that she's having a lane assist issue. And so I try to explain to her what the lane assist feature is and educate her on what the lane assist. Well, I know what that is. I'm like, so you, so what does a lane assist system do? Well, I, it I assists you. I, I don't, I don't know. In the lane. I don't know. I said, okay, well, since you don't know the lane assist feature, when you have it on, how do you know it when it's on? Oh my God, lady. Like, okay. So I pull over on the side of the road and I show her. I said, you see this indicator right here? This is telling you the lane assist is on, blah, blah, blah. When lane assist is on, it'll help. It, it has radar down the sides of the things. It looks at the lines on the road and it, and it keeps you within the lane so that you don't, you know, if you're not paying attention or blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, that's what's happening. I said, by any chance, do you use your turn signals all the time? Oh, I never use my turn signals. Okay. There it is. Here right we go. There. Here we go. When you do not use your turn signals to change lane and lane assist is on, it will almost prevent you from changing lanes. Mm -hmm. It gives you like some resistance. Steering wheel vibrates. Yeah. It gives you resistance, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Cause it thinks you're not trying to change lanes. Yes. It has <laughs> no idea what you're trying to do because you're doing something illegal. Well, that's the problem. They got no gas in it. <laughs> so I turned around and the rest of the way back to the dealership, I tried to very calmly and professionally explain how lane assist works and why it's there and how you can activate it and how you know when it's on, how you know it's off and where the settings are to adjust the sensitivity and all this stuff. And she says, well, that's not the problem. It's got to be something else. I said, well, I've driven your car. Everything feels fine. There's nothing. No, no, that, that's not the problem. But, you know, and she, she started, she, she was trying to say oh, like, so, so she's about to have another bad experience. Well, <laughs> when, I finally, when I finally got back to the dealership, it was the ambiance in the car told me that we had come to a conclusion and agreement that she was now appeased with what I had said okay. as far as the diagnosis of the vehicle, that there was nothing wrong with it. And I had properly educated her on the features of her car and how to use them and what to experience by them. At and this moment, Mike realized he fucked up. You're CSI absolutely went down. correct. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, just got a negative CSI score. I, I reintroduce Fuck her. CSI. I reintroduce her to the service advisor, and I say, "Is there anything else that I can do for you? You know, thank you so much for taking time to road test with me. You know, I I, I really feel good about this. And please, like, let it, let us give you the opportunity to wow you. Like, let us win you back as a customer. It's been a while since you've been here." Come on back to us, please. It's been decades yeah. since decades. you've been here. <laughs> decades. Literally. So I felt good about it, and I thought that I'd save the, the day. And literally, as soon as she left, I, I'm not joking, all the service, service advisors, you know, round of applause, like, holy shit, you, I can't believe you deal, you dealt with that lady, that you, you did a great job. The I diffused the situation. Great. We service a car, everything's all good and well. She comes back, and she's giving the service advisor the, the, the runaround, the, 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 the earful. The guy that I went on the road test on was condescending to me. He talked oh, to me no. like he like like I was an I idiot. Was, I was waiting he, for you it. know, he was very rude to me. He didn't understand what I was saying. He never he never helped me with the situation. My car still has the problem. And so my service advisor, uh, my, my service manager hears this and comes over and says, so you're talking about Mike, the, the shop foreman guy that went for a road, road test with you. Yeah, he was horrible. He was really rude to me. That does not sound like Mike. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. We eventually had to tell her to like, please kindly take your car and and, and go. Fuck off. Yeah, but again, from it, it went from it was a rocky start to I kind of smoothed it out and I thought that we had a good thing and we left on good terms. Till she comes back around with a complete one eighty, and now I'm the worst person in the world. Again, you can't please everybody all the time. You can try your damnedest, but yeah. at what point is it like you're just you know you should I, just give honestly, up? Honestly, I'm not that surprised. Another disappointed woman. Oh, are you, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Are you used to those? Good job, Valley. Thank you. So I, I do want to interject one quick thing. I'd love to hear it. And it, I'll make it real short and sweet. But uh, after doing this for the period of time I have, the minute that someone calls me and says, hey, I've been to like three different shops. Mm-hmm. They, this person tried to screw me over. This person tried to fuck me. This person tried to overcharge me. This and that. My immediate response is, Bing. I'm too busy. Yeah. I'm too busy yep. to take your car. I'm very sorry. You might want to try this person. It's, it's going to be, be two, two, an three independent months. shop that I yeah. don't like. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why don't you take your car yeah. over to that, this guy? <laughs> very that, nice. That immediately turns into, that's a you problem. Yeah. It's just, there's yeah. nothing you can do. Well, it's the same thing when the customer it's starts off the you. conversation with, well, I've already had three cars bought back, so I know, I, you know, oh, I, yeah, I, I know there's something wrong yeah, with that. You're in trouble right, right away. And see Get that, the fuck out of here, dude. Like, Go away. Honestly, it should be on the service writer to field those people out. We do. Or whoever, but, okay, or whoever. Here, no, it's on the service writer to write lines. They don't give a fuck. See, well, well, okay, so it's both, on the person. Both, 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 side, both sides of the coin there. And he's right. Dustin, we just, this one's for you. We just write the lines, but at the exact same time, you want... You do feel out that person, but you can't fucking tell them to fuck off because then they go to your management and then they go, what do you mean you're not trying to make me fucking money? They don't CSI. give a shit. Yeah. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, but that does have to be a benefit of the independent. I guess you're working against Yelp, though. Uh, fuck yes. yes. Fuck By the yes. way, so don't even get say, me well, started on that. Fuck Yelp. No, yeah. like I kind of want that, you to. That ruins so many who, goddamn who businesses. Who goes on Yelp? People that honestly have not. If Artists, you're happy with they're something, miserable people. Yeah, they're you don't go on people. Yelp if you're happy. Yeah, That's no. not something that you do. You, if you're happy and have a good experience, you leave the shop. You go on with your fucking life, and you're like, hey, my life's fucking great. Yep. If you're pissed, you pull out the keyboard and go, this motherfucker, <laughs> and start typing. And by the way, one star, I'd give you. No stars if I could. Oh, you remember the South Park episode? 
Restaurant, restaurant and ambiance was spectacular. Terrible parking, two stars. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. It's, not, so, it's nothing I can do so about that. I actually do use Yelp do to too. find get places. Get the fuck out of here. I do too. But I am not. You a realize you're taking the recommendations we, of crazy, insane people, no, no, right? No, no. You don't you, look for no. bad. You don't look for bad. You look for the good ones. You, you oh. can tell when you go through it. Like, I you can tell. Say, that's what I appreciate. You, <laughs> you can see somebody that's being negative but in a um so productive way like it was busy however it was still good on these senses or compared to well this bitch didn't refill my water 14 times i, I will yep. base a really bad review on the response from the owner right if the owner feels it well yeah then I'm like, okay, you know, this person's just a fucking crazy person. Mm -hmm. But there are times when the owner is fucking pissed. Well, and I like you're not going to like my Yelp. Like I'm going to look at does. it. I'm going to love your fucking Yelp. Did you see the I one like where, where the dealership owner called out the customer and, and mentioned that he was a sex offender and like gave a pin to his like house or whatever with like the blue thing on top of it? Like, I love him already if that happened. Yeah. He's was, my spirit animal. It's a very common meme <laughs> thing or whatever that, that goes around on the on the internets, the interwebs. But, Bro, yeah. shut the fuck up. You're on Megan's Law. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, like, seriously, what are you doing here complaining that my service advisor was rude to you when you molested children or yeah. whatever however the fuck it goes like damn yeah like brutal I mean, you don't turn anything down except little boys and that's face down <laughs> oh my god that's a hot one may have to that one out <laughs> it's giving me a run for my money that is so okay I'll, let's wrangle it in a little bit so <laughs> i I'll, why i'll riff off of the lane assist lady happened today with the same thing where people really don't, you know, get that their cars are really fucking smart or that we can't look at everything the car's gone through, look at all the monitors. But why? It, huh? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Can't you just plug your scan tool into it and it tells you everything? Like, come on. And, you know, I've talked about it before. The Mazdas have the connected vehicle viewer, so we don't mm -hmm. have to fucking plug it in. You right. can come up to my terminal and I can run your fucking VIN and it will tell me you're being a dumbass. In same. black and yeah. white. Us too. Same for us. So we on the newer vehicles. So we had a lady who had an appointment and she brings it in and it was customer states, vehicle jerky, brakes on its own, accelerates at weird times, blah, 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 blah. So we run the C V viewer. And me personally. What does that stand for? Connected vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I um, knew that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Just I, test, I was just <laughs> testing you. So I run it, and of course, I set it back three, four months because it's never, they wait that long. <clears throat> they, wait, they wait that long before they bring it in for the problem. It's like, oh, well, I had a check engine light, but it's been on for eight months, or it's been off for eight months. But either way, we go in, connected vehicle says, you know, gas pedal and brake, uh, gas and brake pressed at the same time. <laughs> so. Double footing. Burnout. Correct. Double footing. Not burnout. Just they're driving with two feet. Um, you can't burn ooh, out in a wee. Mazda. <laughs> I don't know, like a Miata or something. Or yes, get me out of here. So, <laughs> so no. 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 Eric, Stay in that corner. Your face right now is no, awesome. Absolutely I missed not. something. So double footed. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Double footed number one. So when she comes in, we tell her, hey, we are able to pull this up and you're driving with two feet. And she's like, no, that's impossible. I don't drive with two feet, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be something wrong with the pedals. So I walk out there with her 
to go look Which at. Which is a serious thing. Like when there's things wrong with when people are saying like, oh, the vehicle's breaking autonomously. Right. That's like a huge thing. An investigation happens. Like it's right. a Was big she deal. Asian? Yeah. Was she Asian? <laughs> <laughs> and the... Savannah. I... She's not pooping, is she? No. <laughs> she's, digging she's digging through the shelves. So I walk out there to lead her to the car, and do you know what I found that was causing the pedals issues? Any guesses? Oh, there was something underneath the pedal. No. All-weather floor mats not oh. clipped in. Okay. It was covering both the gas and the brake. They were the on brake. top of the yep. pedals? They were on top of the pedals. This bitch is fucking stupid. Yep. They were on top of the pedals overlapping them by almost three and a half inches where it was curling over the backside of the pedals. This bitch is fucking stupid. Yep. And I go, ma'am, your mats are covering them. So when you are pressing or you think you're hitting both because of the weight of the, ba- uh, the weight of the mat. Well, I don't know how it got that way. If they're you not don't. clipped in. She's like, they don't have clips. I'm like, ma'am, you see these two giant fucking holes? Yeah. The nipples go through <laughs> the holes. So, but snap, anyway. snap. Yeah, snap, snap. Um, phrasing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yep, sure enough. Oh, I got to try that later. Okay. The nipples through the holes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got that. I picked that up. <laughs> oh, my God. It puts the lotion in the basket. No, but. Put the lotion in the I basket. Mean... Are the lambs still screaming, Clarice? <laughs> Hello, Clarice. She bit me because she was trying to Does drink what my it's beer. told her. It's the hose again. No, like, I understand that, you know, not everything is intuitive to a non-car person. Like, you know, sometimes we all have our moments. Actually, things aren't intuitive to people in general these days. Mm-hmm. People are just fucking stupid. Common sense it is not common. It that way. No. I don't want to be yeah. that person, If I had a nickel. Though. We're living in idiocracy. People are just getting dumber, and cars are the proof of it. It's That's what, all that it is. The cars are getting smarter. <laughs> They're doing more for you. You've got to do less. And you can't even turn on a turn blinker to change lanes. And the car's telling you, no, don't do that, dumbass. Yeah, I, it's... It's what plants crave. That's yes. Bondo, thank you. But it's got electrolytes. Uh, um, if you keys, haven't seen Idiocracy. I have one more keys thing. Are, this is going to be a long episode, guys. I'm sorry. Bear yeah. with us. I have one more thing that I want to talk about before we go to break. Sure. Because okay? um, uh, I just want to get this thing in here. Um, so uh, we have a new trainee at our dealership. Hi, new trainee. And um, his name is Brian. And he's a big fan of the of the podcast. I thought really? his name I was. was I, I thought his name Hi, was Brian. the first. It's Eric. <clears throat> That's Brian is Dan's trainee. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Dan also listens to the pod, po- uh, podcast. Hi, Dan. But um, and he's and he's big, but I don't know that he's a big fan. Um, but anyway, did uh, you say Brian is Dan's tranny or trainee? <laughs> tranny. Okay. We don't also say yes. tranny anymore. Little, also, yes. A little hard to hear. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll turn I'll turn it up for you a little bit. Dude, that, that would have been your perfect opportunity to say, I cunt hear what you're saying. <laughs> I cunt. Oh. I have an infection in my ear. <laughs> he said he wanted to work. He said he wanted to work it in. He had the opportunity. So, um, Brian had an accident. Brian had an accident at the shop. He pooped okay. himself? Mm-hmm. No. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> Did he poop? He may have pooping? after this. So, uh, you know, accidents happen in the shop because, you know, we're working on cars and shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's smart. So he did he's, he's certified. You know, he's got all these things going on for mm-hmm. him, right? And the task that he was given was to replace wiper, wiper blades. blades. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. He, 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 he's, oh yeah, yes, Jake. He's yes. training. He's training Wind under wiper blades. <clears throat> For the record, I already please know where this Jake's is going. Incredulous look. He's he's training under our senior tune-up technician. Mm. He's been at the dealership longer than I have, and been working on cars longer than I've been alive. Mm. Okay, so, he's from the Cranberry Institute. Good gotcha. guy. The, the, the trainee is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Cranberry Institute trainee Brian mm-hmm. um, has an accident and <clears throat> somehow rips the bed of the fingernail out from underneath the cuticle. <gasps> Cover and then it's on, on the side, of his and it's finger. on top of his finger. But not the whole thing; just, just half, half of it. Of it. <laughs> so, like, it cut in half down in the bed and lifted that part out, and it was on top of the <laughs> finger. So, is he I, trying to flip up the tab for the wiper blades and use his fingernails? <gasps> I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to jam his finger in there or something like that. I, I, I never uh, <laughs> phrasing. You should never jam it in, you guys. So, I, I, I never got the full story, but anyway, I, so like, mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, I'm. Mark this down right now that Mike did that. Yep. I need about three fifty. Okay. You told me about being inside Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So all about Dennis. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in the service manager's office and um, that's uh, a weird in, in a meeting uh, <laughs> in, in a meeting with uh, with her and and me and you. And Brian walks in and he's like, oh, hey, like, uh, I, had a, I had a problem. I'm like, I think I need to go to the doctor, he says. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, like, uh, so <laughs> what's going he's on? Holding he's, yeah, he, he, he's, he's holding his hand. holding his hand or his that's finger. That's like when you're a fucking parent and you're sleeping. Kid walks in, mom, I twoed up. Okay. The paper towel's on top of the sink. I farted on the floor. Mom, my fart's on the floor. So, uh, you know, I, we, we assess the situation, you know, we ask him to take the bandage off and look at it like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Like, do you want to, you want to go to urgent care? Like, you're going to, going to put it some e-tape over it and go back to work or like, what, like what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we, you know, we set him up with the nurse line and he calls Absolutely. the nurse line and you know, we, we, it, we have to do the whole corporate thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, that, have, you have to like he could file an industrial fin- and fin- finger finger and I like specifically of. nail things and eye things really freak me out because I'm like not, I, I can't put I don't wear contacts but I can't put eye drops in because it freaks me out. Like, really, put yeah, it yeah. in the corner; it's way easier. Yeah. Don't have I have no need. I don't do drugs. Hey, you want to hold them down and we'll throw eye drops in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no waterboarding. <laughs> Let, let's just hold him down. USA, USA. <laughs> I don't need any more chest injury injuries from you, Mister. Okay. Anyway, there might be a loose air box, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Brian and uh, and Dan for sucking it up. And yeah, yeah Brian. Brian. Hey, you were a big trooper. Wait, He's so he worked been at through work. it. He worked, he worked through it. Through it. Yeah. This one's for you, bro. Brian. Cheers. This was for you, guys, bro. You got it, dude. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you got this, man. You got boy, out of boy. Keep, keep, keep paper doing cuts. that. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep going, dude. It's tough, but I keep going. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to cast them, maybe uh, a stitch up in, up in your big office. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an orifice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna give you a, a business card uh, holder and business cards from the podcast, but you don't have a fucking office that customers can go to. So I rolled over my That's foot I don't with have my customers. desk chair. <laughs> Do you know who I about. think is amazing? Who? Our sponsors. Thank uh, you. Yes. Thank you. Fucking fantastic. Thank you. Sponsors. So much so, I think we should thank them. Yes. We need to thank Nick Lowridge. 
We need to thank Ray Moon. Yes. Ray Moon. Who to else? Travis Ferris. Who, anybody else? Uh, we also need to thank... Who are we thanking? For Jeremy. This? Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Parts. Jeremy. And you know, we could thank more people if you'd fucking sponsor us. We love you all. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Right after these breaks. Bye. These Bye. are the breaks. Hi. Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. Hit stands for honesty, integrity, and trust. So you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call them anyway and tell them I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Okay, guys, we are back. We want to thank our sponsors again so much for keeping the lights on here. We cannot do it without you guys. And the fan. I like that the fan's on. Yeah, uh, I do too. It's a big fan. It is a big fan. Mike, you have, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> you know, you, oh, know no. you know who else is a big fan? Yeah. All our wonderful listeners. Our wonderful listeners. Yes, thank you listeners to all of our listeners. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you guys so we're, up to, we're up to three. We're up. That's pretty impressive. You know, our listenership has. Two of them are in Canada. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> Uh, we hey, also Norm. want to thank Dustin for being here. I don't know who would thank me for coming, but that's fine. <laughs> My girlfriend definitely doesn't. <laughs> like I said, you are definitely invited back. And, so. Petu- and, and, and what's her name? Petunia? Not his girlfriend. The, the, the dog. The dog. Aww. I'm thirsty, bitches. Her name, okay. is, her name is Pinalo. Let's get her done. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Uh, cheers, boys! Oh uh, yes! I didn't have to have Jake cheers. open it cheers. for me. Cheers, cheers, everybody! Cheers. Thank you. Cheers! Thank you. cheers. Happy birthday! Well, Happy birthday to you, Ali! Thank you. You can't have this, baby. It's got caffeine. Blood so, orange. Dustin. Yes, yes. So, what brought you into opening your shop? How did you get there? What was your journey? Well, what about what? Like, tell us about you. How did you get started in the automotive industry? Like, as a young lad, like what? Like, tell I'm us. A, I'm tell gonna us. attempt to be serious for one minute. Something I haven't done in the last thirty minutes. It would be good, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll actually try to be real serious. So, Can, I think my first experience. Why did you slap Eric? Me? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, because she wanted well, it. you? Wow. Why are you slapping my bitch? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, boo. <laughs> Isn't that a song? <laughs> so I failed to be serious. Don't you it lie. both of you. Don't you lie. You know what? Shame on both of you because Mike's going to have to edit all of this out. No. Anyways, He's got a lot of work ahead of him. So... You know, some of the stuff I can't remember. I guess at a young age, I found my dad's tool bag, and I guess the vacuum cleaner <laughs> was oh, fucking crazy. sitting out. I grabbed a Phillips head screwdriver, and I just took the vacuum all the way apart. Anywhere that screwdriver fit, it fucking went. All the screws were blown apart all over the fucking carpet. Belts laying here. Never went back and, together. Yeah, never went back together. Oh, Still, gosh. I don't know how to put shit back together. I know how to take it apart, though. I'm a taker apparter. <laughs> That's the definition um, of a technician. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and Mike knows that. And they, uh, my parents kind of knew at that point that I was pretty fascinated with that stuff. And when I was 18 years old, uh, I've always had a huge affinity for cars and aviation. It's just both of those things. What about kind of, infinities? Uh, <laughs> no, kind of not like those. Affinity. Shitty cars. Shitty cars. But I'm... Uh, you know, I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do all through high school, which was kind of weird. Most of my friends were struggling. They're like, oh, should I be a dentist? Should I be a doctor? I don't even remember how I shit they said. I admire that. They were I'm stoked. still trying to figure it out. Most people are. And I just knew that whatever it was, I wanted to be involved with those two things and doing mechanical stuff. And my parents tried the hardest to talk me out of it. Like, why don't you go... To business school or be a lawyer, go do Doctor. something. Yeah, you could always Jewish. fall back. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could always fall back on this shit, right? Why don't you be a rabbi? Yeah, they, they just uh, it just uh, they tried their hardest. No, talk I don't want to be snipping wieners all my life. That's a, that's a well, baby, babies should get to choose. That's that's mutilation. That's right, general right mutilation. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyways. Um, no, I, I pretty much by when I was 17, I'm like, look, I want to go to aircraft mechanic school. That's what I want to do. I know oh. for a fact you're not talking me out of it. Like, this is what I want to do. So they finally broke and gave in. They're like, all right, we're not getting this kid to do anything else. He wants to be involved in this facet of life. So while I was going to aircraft mechanic school, I was working at a shop in Santa Monica and I was getting to play a little bit with some Ferraris and Porsches, mainly doing some aftermarket installs, you know, hot air intakes, all that bullshit. <laughs> hot air intakes. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second Because that's what they are when but, they do that. Right. Everyone, everyone thought you were going to get amazing horsepower back then by bolting this stupid fucking cone on the front of your fucking air filter. Yeah. So, But we made a lot of money doing it. It was fun. <laughs> and blue light bulbs. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing Man, this. you are old. I'm old. I'm fucking, I'm you can get those in Pepper. Actually, I worked on Jesus's Porsche. Yeah, he had a 911 <laughs> twin turbo. It was amazing. So, on the second day, <laughs> God made Porsches. <laughs> so, I'm with the cross nails. I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, while I'm going to school, I'm working part time. And through that time, we had 911. So here's an interesting thing about the way that aircraft mecha- uh, mechanic school works. We're not it's, talking about Porsches anymore, right? No, uh, actually. Well, I'm doing both. I'm okay. doing both. But, so I'm working on cars, but I'm going to school to be an aircraft mechanic. And the way that they kind of scheduled the schooling was a little weird. So they would it, they kind of put you wherever there was room. So you might be in a class with guys that were about to graduate for one section, and then you would be in a class maybe if you were six months ahead with guys that were, it was their first week in school. It just, they 
just made it work out was. So I wound up becoming friends with about 10 guys that were in a class that was about to graduate. I stayed friends with them. 9-11 happened. They all went off to go get hired on these different jobs. And within like two weeks, they were all fired and gone. They're mm-hmm. complaining. They're like, we can't find work. This is the worst industry. Why did I spend all this money doing this? It's right. terrible. Yeah. So I kind of lost sight of that for a little bit. And I just was like, look, I'm going to keep working at this place in Santa Monica. Keep doing what I'm doing. And this guy that was coming in to help the boss at night was helping build a 944 turbo race car. And he worked for Ferrari. And him and I became good buddies, and he wound up saying, hey, I uh, got you a job interview at Ferrari. Why don't you come in and interview and see what happens? And I wound up working for Ferrari for a bunch of years. Nice. Okay. So after doing that, I kind of... Ferrari, like, on the dealer level. Dealer level. Okay. A dealership mechanic. So I got to deal with some of the stuff that you guys are dealing with. Lots of customer states. Customer states. I had a date Friday night, and there's a bunch of blow on the passenger seat. Can you <laughs> vacuum it off before my wife sees it from my girlfriend? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wind that up... That must be a Ferrari problem. It is. That's a Ferrari problem, for sure. So I kind of, you know, around 2004, started thinking to myself, like, this is something that I really would like to do on my own. I'd like to be self-employed. I'd kind of like to get away from the dealership a little bit. And here's an interesting thing about that. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell your parents. Don't tell anybody that you got any dreams bigger than (laughs) being a fucking piece of shit fucking employee. Because all they're going to do is tell you you're going to fail. Just don't fucking do it. Fucking retard! Just realize that this isn't going to work, and you just need to be an employee the rest but of your life. But are you the Dustin, type of person that like that fuels you? Uh, I guess I am now. I didn't know it then, but I, you know, I was 24 years old when I started my business. You didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. It was just something I felt like I wanted to do. I, I am pretty good with people, and you know, I've, I've got a really free... no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. That, that was a, that was a total lie right now. <laughs> And the paternity test found that to be a lie. <laughs> well, here's the thing is I've penetrated many women. <laughs> but yeah, that's better. a good turn. <laughs> it's actually not true. I'm like a daddy long legs. I can't penetrate, but I got potent venom. <laughs> but going, oh going my back, God. <laughs> going back to being serious for a minute, the, uh, the you know, once you get in that position, it's kind of like I've got no nowhere to go from here except to make this work and kind of make it happen and now 18 years <clears throat> forward i've actually been a successful business owner. i don't know fucking how i'm a retard you know <laughs> to tell you that's what i appreciate about you <laughs> dustin's like i'm a fucking artist yeah, like, these cars got a lot of switches and shit but i'm still figuring them out but um so you you're know, humble. Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> not really. He flies an airplane. Yeah. Multiple Aero, aeroplanes. aeroplanes. You know, aeroplanes. the <laughs> what, the, uh When you were saying you flew old uh, warbirds, what do you fly? So I'm flying primarily something called an AT-6, mm-hmm. which is a World War II advanced trainer. Anyone that was in any branch of military that flew a fighter, that, an attack airplane, pretty much flew the AT-6 first. Were those French? Nope. Are you getting a phone call? What is happening? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Customer States Podcast. Who is this and why are you calling? 
Oh my god! It's, you guys, it's my mom! Hi, Hi. Sylvia! Hi, Sylvia! Hi, mommy! Come on! Hello, baby! What's going on? Hey, I got a couple other people that want to tell you happy birthday, too. Okay! Hey! Happy birthday! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I said they just got here. Yay! My, you guys, my cousins are here from Yay. Arizona. Awesome. Yay. Oh my god, I'm bright, bright red. You guys, I love you so much. What a surprise. What a surprise. I wanted to surprise you. We all wanted to surprise you. you happy birthday. You did it. You did it, guys. <laughs> I'm so, so special. Sylvia, you guys really make me feel so special. It. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, Love Mama. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mom. Happy birthday, sweetie. Mwah. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I want to everyone else. So you I, get I one sent too. Savannah as my proxy for you. <laughs> oh, she's saying hi. She's saying happy birthday. I got a kiss from Savannah, you guys. I forgot where I was. Um, um, we're talking about a your AT6s. So, oh, AT6s. So that's, um, you know, if you're in any branch military, that's a training airplane that you flew. And a lot of people are familiar with the AT-6 in the Warbird community. So right now I'm flying with a group that's in Van Nuys that I've been with for about 13 years, flying the airplanes, doing a bit of instruction with them, and most of what we do is formation flying. So you've seen us do Dodger games, Angel games, flyovers. You've seen us all over. I was at the um, Anheuser-Busch uh, Budweiser facility for Employee Appreciation Day, and you guys flew over. <laughs> I texted you because I was like, hey, don't you fly the – oh, wait. You're in it. And then, like, hours later, you text me back, like, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my peasants were watching me from the ground. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is, you know, that meme, that meme will come up, like, all the time, where it's like, uh, if I had a bunch of money, this is what I would do. And it's some guy flying a plane with a flag behind it that says, like, where's your plane, peasants? I'm like, Justin, is this what you do for, like, just for fun? Like, where's your plane, just peasants? Just fuck with people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you still owe me a trip to Havasu. And I, I sure do. And I'm going to make good on that trip. And we're okay. going to bring Eric, too, because uh -huh. I know you can't travel anywhere that's your man <laughs> hey, Hi, hey what the fuck man what am i if you can come too nice well we all plan on coming <laughs> do not come at so, the same time <laughs> so uh friendly fire what's your favorite plane you've flown uh you know what's interesting so a lot of people have asked that question over the time they're it's really hard to have a favorite because i'm a i'm a huge geek I, I'm getting super serious now. Like, if it flies, I fucking love it. But I do have to say that the T6 probably is my favorite. If you told me you can only have one airplane and you're only going to fly one ever again, it's a pretty fun airplane. It's challenging, and it's so just a big fucking truck. For those of us that have no idea what a T6 is. Thank you. The mm me what the too. hell is that? It is a giant. It's an airplane. It's a giant airplane that flies. Is it a, a, a prop like a plane? A jet yeah, plane? It's got a no, it's a propeller from World War II. It's got what we call a round engine. It's got a radial engine radial on engine, it. Radial engine, yeah, yeah. Makes 600 horsepower, Ooh. and it's a mm. tail wheel. So the wheel is mounted in the back, which yep. makes it a little bit more challenging to fly. And the airplane's aerobatic. 
See, okay. you turn Aerobatic. It Aerobatic. See, it goes upside down, does uh-huh. loops, does Inside all that fun stuff. Out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you were to compare it, is it like built like a Texan? It, it, it is a T6 Texan. Oh, it is that a Texan. Is okay. It is. Yeah, there's a Texan and a Texan. Wow, too. Jacob. So that's a T6 oh, my Texan. God. Well, Look at Jake? the big brain on Brad. I mean, te- <laughs> Jake. <laughs> I'm mildly turned on right now. I want so, you to know. I'm I actually masked. saw Eric get hard. Yes. <laughs> All the way from over there. So you know, he's hung like a radiator hose. <laughs> my dad's a pilot, so that's really the only oh, reason. Oh, nice. So your dad's fucking cool and you're a loser. Exactly. Similar joke. I'm all like, oh, sure, you fly wait, and shit. Wait, wait, wait dad, talk? is that you? <laughs> yes. I have a dad bod. Daddy is. Daddy? Daddy, daddy chill. Daddy, chill. He can what all the call fuck me is daddy. even that? <laughs> hey, Mike, I heard some of our listeners had questions for Dustin as well. Yes. You're absolutely correct. I'm I, actually scared of these questions. So I did tease um, in the beginning. <laughs> don't, uh, it's okay. Even, uh, even a technician can lie, answer these not, questions. Don't lie. You're not afraid of anything. I'm actually a porter. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have lunch with the technicians. Um, so I had teased uh, that we were going to have you on the, the, the show. And, You're such um, a tease. Yeah. Just a tip. Uh, um, so, <laughs> ooga dooga noise coming. <laughs> um, so, uh, we all work in the dealership. So, it's odd to have somebody who works in the or owns an independent <laughs> shop, but also came from the dealership world. Mm-hmm. So, I had asked our listeners to send us the questions that they would want to ask you somebody who not only came from the dealership world and is now in the independent, but who also owns their own shop. So, forthcoming are some questions from some of our listeners. Can't and, fucking wait. Uh, I, these are in no particular order, um, but <laughs> Zach Fitzgerald. Well, it's just, there's papers involved. Well, I wanted to shake this, this is actually This is actually on the there computer, so. Thank you. I can rustle it around, it's but it's a solid state drive. Birthday. It doesn't, you, you can't hear anything moving, so. Um, so Zach Fitzgerald asks, what was the most expensive, uh-oh, or oops, the shop had to fix due to something breaking or negligence? <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm sure that's... Okay, that's actually, it's actually not a, to this is a funny story. No, it's a funny story. So I had a mechanic that was deaf in one ear and half deaf in the other. What? <laughs> you beat me to it, you fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> yep. And uh, super nice guy. And I got to tell you, I mean, he's the most anal person I ever met. So the fact that this happened to this and now guy. now you met Eric. Yep. Now yeah, I met yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't say he does the most anal. I oh, said he okay. was the most anal. Retentive. So, you know, I mean, this guy told me stories of like his family life and other stuff that was fucking crazy. So he, everything, his workspace was super fucking neat. He was never got a spot of dirt on him. I mean, just one of the cleanest most methodical techs in the world. So the story I'm about to tell you, it's almost like weird that it happened to him. So we were working on a Lotus and the car was on the rack and whatever he was doing to it, I can't remember because this was like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. He lowers the car down off of the rack and he forgot to set the e-brake. And that's one of my mm. like big things that you do. Okay. As soon as you pull the car on, you, you set the e-brake. Set the parking brake. Yeah. You never forget to do it, right? So he'd forgotten it or took it off for whatever reason. He lets the car down. And my shop inside the, the building, it's not perfectly flat. And then rolling out into the parking lot, it starts oh, to get a little bit more no. of an incline. 
So and then you've got a super small parking lot. Super small parking lot. And so it's always full of shit. Full of shit. So the Lotus rolls out of the parking lot and hits a Maserati. Oh, oh. oh no. And picked up I'm some sorry. good speed. And that was, was that expensive piece? <laughs> <laughs> shit. That was a very hard thing to explain to a customer and say... I'm very sorry. The Maserati customer. Well, both. On top of well, Lotus. The Lotus, the Lotus. Both, well, there's something wrong with Lotus customers to begin with. So I think that car just had its own energy. <laughs> yeah, they bought a Lotus. Does anyone know what Lotus stands for? Please enlighten us. Lots of trouble, usually serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this car wanted to just roll out of the driveway and fuck up every other car in the parking lot. Like, wow. that's what I want to do. It's British. It's a piece of shit. All they know how to do is glue wood to a dash. <laughs> you heard it here. Customer seats exclusive. So that was probably the most expensive, worst thing that's happened. I'm such a micromanager that luckily nothing worse has ever happened than that. But that was a pretty embarrassing one, and it was hard to explain that one and say, hey, look, your car ran away. Out of the parking lot and mm. hit another car. <laughs> and now I got to tell the other customer that your car got hit too. <laughs> Listen, if you think that this is the hardest part of my day, I got to tell the other guy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. We used thing. to go stride bikes down a hill. We decided to do it with a Mos- Lotus. We graduated. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, next one up. Um, Christine Clevenger. I'm going to kind of condense this one because sure. it's rather long. Um, but basically her, her issue is with the clientele. So she wants to know, um, what is your clientele like on a daily basis? Being an advisor for a luxury brand, I'm wondering if they're similar. Most of my customers are not the easiest to stomach, though I'm assuming that they can actually afford the repairs you recommend and hardly question prices compared to dealing with luxury clients. People are constantly buying but cannot afford upkeep and are astonished at prices. All right. So I understand the question. And basically, when you have an independent shop, it's completely different than when you're going to a dealership because of the mentality, right? If someone's coming to an independent, they want to save money. They're cognizant of the fact that the dealership is so expensive and they kind of just have, there's that general stigma, right? Around dealerships, they call them dealerships, right? Right. That's just what people think. Always. And I don't necessarily agree with that stigma. I just want to go out and say it right now. I've I've met a lot of great technicians and I've got and they're all sitting and, here right well, now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so I'm not someone that actually has a lot of bad things to say about a dealer. But when you start to take the clientele to a shop, for instance, like my clientele, a lot of them are they're business guys and like their Ferrari. This is like their one big splurge. They're not necessarily millionaires like this is their toy that they finally had enough money that like i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna do this with my point at this point i am in life and i'm gonna play with this car and then i'm gonna sell it or keep it or whatever but they're kind of an average person right and that makes them a little bit more easy to deal with now i do have some higher end people as well because it's all over the map and especially in the area that we live in, in but the area we yeah. live in, and yeah. they can be exorbitant they can be problems right and i've had that too but if I had to give it a percentage, I would say that at least 80% of my customers are normal people that, it, well, let's dispel one other notion. From them. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone automatically hears Ferrari and they start thinking hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, the reality of the situation is, is like, especially at certain periods of time, you can buy some of these cars for 40 or 50 grand. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. necessarily, it, that's a very average person type right. thing. Oh, yeah. So if the car comes in and you need to do some stuff to it, that's two, three, four grand. I mean, that's not really out of the normal it's person's range. You know? right. No, it's not. Yeah. 
So a lot of that's a lot of the clientele that I have. Now I, I got some crazy motherfuckers too, and I got stories about that shit. But <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, in answer to her question, I got a lot of down to earth, great people that are just you know like us. Well, I can I like kind of hop off of her question a little bit. Is that um, like? being in an independent shop, like, do you get to kind of field your clients a little bit more than you would in a dealership scenario? I mean, like yes. you can't really turn people away the same way. I imagine. In a dealership, you can't turn people away the yeah. same way you can Period. in an independent it, shop. That's what Period. I mean. Exactly. Well, so let's, let's think about how to answer that question. So when I was new and I was in the infancy, I had no choice but to say yes to everything. It's just the only choice you got. Right. And I didn't just take Ferraris. I took muscle cars. I worked on Hondas even at some point. I had, you know, BMWs in the shop. There was just, it was Heinz 57. You didn't know what you were going to do. <laughs> yeah. I had a clientele that was left over from when I was at the dealership that was following me. But I was hustling on the weekends, going to car shows, going to car meets, you know, trying to, if I saw, I had business cards just stacked on me everywhere. If I saw someone filling up at a gas station that had a Ferrari or a Porsche or something I work on, I'd go and I'd talk to them and I would try my best not to be pushy or anything else. Just right. say, Hey, look, right. yeah, here you go. I'm fortunate enough that I'm at a position now that I can say no, which was never something that I thought I would be able to get to, but here's what I'm saying no about. Most of the time I'm listening to cues of what the person is saying and I'm kind of vetting you as a customer. And by the way, this was an 18 year experience of getting to this to get level. to this point. It takes oh, to get to this point. Oh, there's, for sure. there, yeah. And there's people that have penetrated the force field. Like just when you think, <laughs> you know, that you got it all figured out and you're a psychology master and no one's going to fucking get past this brain. And I got you all fucking red. And then someone gets by you. I mean, I had a Lotus customer right at the beginning of COVID that fucked me real good, which I'm happy to talk about that story if there's time left. But, you know, I thought I had this all figured out and it's a constantly evolving thing, but there's hot words. Someone says something and immediately my response is, Oh, we, we got a three month wait list mm -hmm. to get you in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're really booked. Up. <laughs> we're really booked, up, which that's not exactly a lie. May I recommend I, this right. other shop? Yes, man, I recommend this other shop. Yes, yes, that's much cheaper and is, yeah, very, uh, they're dying to work on your car. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to work with me. You don't want to work with me. Dying, work with me, dying to work on me. Uh, if I sit in the driver's seat, you're going to get crabs in it. They're hard to get rid of. Yeah, <laughs> but, so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of part of the process. Like when you're an independent shop owner, it's, there's so many things, right? I'm the janitor, I'm the parts manager, I'm the service manager, I'm the lead technician, I'm the diagnostician, I'm the bookkeeper. There's all these different hats that you put on at every different moment. And one of those is your psychology hat. And by the way, I've been thinking for a long time. That That's I need, dangerous. I need, yes. <laughs> when I say long time, it's like three seconds. <laughs> I need two shops in the sign. Uh, two signs in the shop. Excuse me. <laughs> I have a bit to drink. And there Which one is. was that? So I need the hourly shop rate and then I need the hourly psychology rate. Mm -hmm. Because the first thing that someone does when they bring a car to me and come in is they start telling me their life story and how they got divorced and how all this irrelevant <laughs> that's shit how you get a Ferrari, that's fucking right? happened to them mm -hmm. yeah, is going on. And I spend half hour of my day consoling and coddling them about how life is so terrible to them. And then now I got to go into diagnosing their car if and you, making less. If you listen to the podcast, I've touched on that subject multiple times. It's not always that there's something wrong with the car there's something wrong with the customer and I, I can fix the car 
but I can't always fix the customer. Right. <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, we learned how to fix cars, not your brain. Yeah. So, you know, and again, I think that's part of the reason why they enjoy using me for road tests with customers. Cause it's not always that there's something wrong with the car. It's that, you know, you have to educate the customer. The customer's going through some shit and just can't understand stuff. But anyway, yep. um, so we're going to move on to the next question for you. Um, so this one is from Scott Parker and uh, this is one I can personally uh, relate to. Oh, uh, it's apparently my bedtime. Um, <laughs> so it's 730. Uh, it's uh, 914. Um, so uh, is the grass always greener? No, no, it's not. So because um, we talk about that in the dealership life, like, oh, I want to move to the independent side or maybe the independent guys say, oh, I want to move to the dealership life. No matter what, even if you're moving from one dealership to another dealership, they always offer you something crazy or whatever from when moving from the um, dealership life to the independent. So I want to understand his question in the sense of, is he asking as far as, am I going to be an employee going from a dealer to an independent, or am I going to be from going from a dealership to being an owner of an independent? You, you were going from a, a, a dealership employee to an owner of an independent. Okay. So no, the grass is not greener. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shatter my dreams, I bro. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that I'd be willing to sell the shop right now. Well, we're, so, we're going to talk after the episode's over. Yeah. So, um, let, let's elaborate on some of the things as far as being an employee versus being a business owner, right? So this is a stressful business. There's no doubt about it. Anyone that's involved, I know that everyone's sitting in the room right now. The minute I say stress, you all just, everyone want to take a drink. This is whether you're fixing cars, whether you're dealing with customers, whether you're in the warranty department, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You got stress because you got people yelling at you. You got people being demanding and all this crap. Yeah. It's all fucked. When you go to the independent, it's tenfold because here's the thing. When you're an employee, that stress is there, but the check always comes on Friday no matter what, and you're done. Yeah. The situation that I'm in right now, if I stop to take a piss, I stop making money. Yep. If a car starts giving me trouble, I stop making money. Yep. If I go on vacation, I stop making money. If I go on a gay podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll be right back. Hold on. Guys. <laughs> but so let me just give you an example of what I'm dealing with right now. And I've done this a bunch of times. So I do, I'm one of the few guys left that does older Ferraris. And I'm one of the few guys left that will tune and sync multiple carburetors. I mean, this is a dying art. We, talked, is, to, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of my interview questions. I ask, you know, text when I talk to them, explain to me how a carburetor works. And they look at me like a deer in the headlights. And I go, okay, well, you don't know what that is. So I've got a car right now that the cylinder heads are stuck on. Hmm. And Ferrari uses studs inside their cylinder heads on these old cars and everyone sitting here will understand what i'm talking about but our listeners may not but they get cooling system electrolysis which is a form of corrosion that basically welds dissimilar metals yep so dissimilar the, metals that's yes exactly so, yeah, yeah so that's the name of my metal band it's a fusion band oh shit so in this particular <laughs> instance you know there he is you, you quote the the customer a certain amount for the job and now I'm going on six weeks. I've made various different tools. I've been welding different stuff to do it. I've, I've been buying jacks from Harbor Freight that are pushing on all four corners of the cylinder head. It's still stuck. And the time is just burning by having to deal with this. Now, if you're a mechanic who's working for me, you're just getting paid to work on this yeah. thing. And it's right. no big deal. 
But when you're in my position, this is just becoming a losing job. This was a job that I quoted eight hours for. And it's it. taking three weeks. Correct. Like, yeah, I, it's I'm, just going yeah. and going and there's no end in sight. And <laughs> currently right now where it sits, you know, it's moved a little bit, but it hasn't come all the way up. And I'm, I've talked to they have pills for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to multiple people in the industry and lots of guys are in the same boat with the same car. And they're like, look, it's just, uh, we've never found a good way. You're already on track to do what's happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. My wheels are already turning. I'm like, how would you approach that? Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucked. It's yeah. how you approach it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one other question that we have is, um, how do you pay your tax? Um, uh, we, yeah, so we're, we're nearing towards the end of the episode. We're going to wrap it up with, uh, the, the, uh, questions for, for Dustin. Sure. We're going to go into our listener mail thing. Um, and, uh, at this point, um, the, the one last thing was how do you pay your tax? Like, so, so when you have somebody that- salary, so in, in my opinion, uh, you know, here, and you guys might disagree and I'd be open to commentary on it, but I've lived my whole life as a mechanic. I've never done anything different than be a mechanic. So obviously I'm sympathetic if you're a tech, you're working in the shop with me. I'm doing the same work. And one of my favorite, my famous quotes of the shop is I'll never ask you to do anything that I, I myself wouldn't do. And you, yeah. you actually work in the shop. You run around and do a bunch of stuff, yeah. but you actually do put your I'm hands doing on work. I'm dropping cars and engines. Tools. Yep. How if many I, employees do you have? Well, right or now, tech? not right, enough. Right now, not enough. <laughs> well, so, I, I know but, it's hard to come by. A good help right now. At one point I had two buildings and I had four techs and myself and I was losing my mind trying to hurt all these type A personalities of how everybody knows more than I do. And, you know, it, it just became a bad situation. But the point being, when it comes to paying a tech, I personally always found that it's good to just give them a salary and pay them a high salary because people seem to do better if they know exactly what they're getting each week versus it being a mystery. Cause right. I, I did try the flag thing for a little bit and it's hard. It, it just didn't work. And you know what the, here's the other thing about paying flag at an independent. It's really not fair to an employee because if you run into a situation like you do with these cars where a part just isn't available and it's just, yeah. or it's going to be two weeks or three weeks to get it. And they got this car part and they're expecting to get paid on this thing. It's not their fault that that part's not available, yeah. right. you know, but it's very easy for me to switch them to another job and just say, Hey, why don't you go working on this thing and we'll get this out of there. I'll eat the dead time where this car is not getting fixed. I'm just, I'd rather you just know what you're getting every single Friday. And pull something else in the shop that we can get yes, out and exactly. get done and get back to the customer, get paid for. And I know a lot of shops that operate in this area. They're doing the flag thing that, and it, most of these guys have told me, dude, you're doing it wrong. You got to pay these guys on the flag. That way they're only, you know, getting paid for what they're working on and you're not eating anything. And it, it just doesn't seem to make but happy But if you text. have good cohesion in your shop and you, the the guys that work for you are performing, it it shouldn't it shouldn't matter. It goes hand in hand. It seems like it seems like that works for you. It depends what your shop is like. It actually depends on the person. So, like, if you wanna if you wanna think of it in a grandiose scheme, I'm a commission tech. I'm the shop owner, but I'm a commission tech. Right. Okay. I only get paid, you know, for the hours that I bill and for while, you know, whatever it is when it's stuff done. that it, rolls out of the shop. If they, it takes yeah. me 10 hours to do something I paid eight hours to do, you know, that's it. Right. I'm getting the eight hours. I'm not getting the 10 that I spent in it. Yep. But um, if you start to think of it in, in those terms, like I'm on that scale, but I'm OK with that. 
Not a lot of people are. Some people are very incentive-based where if you tell them, hey, look, there's bonuses at the end of the tunnel, or if you tell them there's more money at the end of the tunnel, they will work harder. Some people are completely the opposite. They feel like that challenge is just so far beyond them reaching it, they're not going to make that goal that they just kind of cower and go the other way. I just, I just, I just want to make sure that you know you're not you're not overpaying somebody to be sitting around and lollygagging when if they had an incentive to like work faster and well, harder. Well, there's no choice that in that. Would. That's the that's the problem with that is you kind of uh, the high end cars you don't want to work fast and hard on. You want to take your time and you know. Yeah, like, and and look, there is precise with people are people, right? And at the end of the day, uh, you know, look, I've caught guys fucking around in the bathroom on their phones, or they've. It been, wasn't me. It, it wasn't, wasn't you, me. Or you know, they're they they invite friends over. Did you for cut lunch. me in the bathroom? <laughs> they <laughs> take an me. hour and a half lunch, or they show up late to work, or they leave a little bit early. I mean, there's just really nothing you can do about it. And California is very forgiving to the employees on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Like if you're an employee in California, you can pretty much get away with murder and do whatever you mm-hmm. want yep. and take advantage of a shop. And I've just learned that I just got to roll with the punches and take it. The best thing that I can really do is pay someone, you know, a little more than what they're worth and just hope that they've got what's inside them is telling them that, look, I want to earn this money. Yeah. I yep. want to work harder for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you, Dustin. That Thank was great. You, we, we love that. It was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. If, if you can take time out of your busy schedule to come on to a crappy podcast, I believe, as you said. <laughs> I believe it was a gay, a, a gay podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, we are. Only some of us are here, not him. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Um, so uh, we do have some listener mail. We're going to close out the uh, episode with this. Yep. Um, we had teased uh, and talked about and pleaded and begged for you before for your dealer drama yes. stories. Well, we have them now. And I have whittled it down to two stories. So I've got first one. Brady, dealer drama. Is this mail. Brady, Brady? Brady? This Brady. is Brady, Brady. Brady, Brady. I heard y'all were wanting to hear about some dealer drama. I have some not... I have some not from the current dealer I work for now, but one I worked for before for about six months. Oh, uh, hold on really quickly. Um, so when people send in uh, emails and communications with us and stuff like that, specifically for things that we're, we're going to read, I go through and roughly edit them so that they kind of flow. Yep. But I do not at all change cut. anybody's I don't cut anything out. I don't change anything. So. Uh, if it's a little bit hard to read, it's just because you guys don't know English very well. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's because you're technicians. Yeah, it's because you're writers. technicians and, and yeah. not you know writers. But Spell uh, it's, technician. Yeah, it's okay. So uh, if we stumble at all, that's what that is. So anyway. So the amount of drama and BS that happened there would make a high school drama movie look sane. Short backstory. I showed up to work at this dealer after leaving another one because they refused to train or pay me to move up past Lube Tech because they could find another capable person to do it for the little pay they were offering. This dealer brought me in under a team system, which did not work out. No fault of the techs that were over me. They were amazing in training and being patient with my dumb ass. I did, however, have this one service advisor that for some reason did not like me. I have no idea what I did to piss him off or upset him, but he was not a fan of me. I also didn't push to find out. I just used the other four advisors to get work done. A few months after I started, he moved to being the head of the recon department. Used car service made to sound cool. When the main shop got slow, we would pull from the used cars to stay busy. I just so happened to get a Saturn ship box that two other techs had been looking at when they quit, so it was a nightmare working this out. (laughs) One of the problems was a code for the VCT actuator. Checked wiring, all was good. Put an actuator in it and shipped it. Fixed everything, all was good. What is that? VCT? Yeah. Variable camshaft timing. 
Fixed everything. Dustin, did I pass? <laughs> Fixed everything. Always Barely. good. Dustin nods. <laughs> Car was sold or was about to be sold sometime later, and the check engine light came back on. For this story, the service advisor recon guy will be Dale. Anyways, so Dale comes pulling in. <laughs> Not all our Dale. Yeah. Not our Dale. <laughs> Anyways, so Dale comes pulling in all hothead and ready to bury me under the fact that the check engine light came back on for what he said is the same concern and the same code. So I checked the codes and come to find out it was not the same code, but a core code for the other side VCT actuator. Dale was not happy about this because he wanted to make me look bad, but in my notes, I had the other code written down. Cover your ass, CYA. CYA. Now I'm doing a test drive and performing some tests. As I'm driving, the engine dies. Will not refire. Skipping ahead a little, there was TSB for stretch timing chain on the GM 3.6 engine. Dale wanted me to do it after I told him I believed it had jumped time and died. I asked him for a long block repair to make sure it was fixed right, and also, I didn't know if any damage had been done to the engine when it jumped. He told me that he was the one making the decisions, and me not to question him. So I began working on removing the timing chain. I got the valve cover off, and the head looked like Oompa Loompas had been using it as a chocolate factory. <laughs> I, I called my shop foreman over and showed him, and told him that I don't feel comfortable just doing chains. For this repair on the car, we were telling him we needed to do a long block. He agreed, and I called Dale over, hoping that having the shop foreman there on my side, I would finally get a long, a long block for this car. I was mistaken. Yeah, shop foreman doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> After 30 minutes of Dale proceeding to swing his I'm the head of the recon service, you repair how I tell you dick around, I still didn't get a long block, but told him with the foreman there to back me up that I would be putting in a long block and getting paid for bolt jobs when it fails. He agreed and left. I completed the job and lo and behold, the engine started missing after 30 minutes of running in my stall. Did a compression test and come to find out cylinder number one had lost all compression. Showed my foreman who was over me the whole repair. Oh, yeah, over me the whole repair. Told Dale, but he didn't say anything and he left. Roll around to Monday. We had our meeting that morning with all the service department. Dale decided to bring that job up and try and throw me under the bus in the eyes of everyone saying I was costing the dealer, costing the dealer money and I should have known it was down on compression on cylinder one and that I was supposed to check compression when the engine skipped time mm -mm. and was Wait, no, no, no. You, you skipped a line. Uh, oh, there we go. And uh, he reads it a second grade level. Yeah, first. I do. Actually, it, he's Al a service writer. Al he's only a service writer. He's Al a writer, <laughs> not a reader. Al, he'll tell you I can't Mechanics read. Mechanics secretary. <laughs> Thank on, you, Steve. On cylinder one, and I was trying to get paid twice for the job. I spoke up and asked how I was supposed to check compression when the engine skipped time and was not able to hold compression in any cylinder and how that I had told him it needed a long block from the beginning. He fell silent and I hear from the back the head tech in the shop that has been taking care of me go, he's got you there. <laughs> <laughs> Made the entire time I was working on this thing worth it. So I did get a long block and I did get paid for it. Long story and maybe boring, but it was good. Me and him went around and around after that, went around and around after that till I left as well. But this was the most drama filled one. Thanks for what y'all do and making all of us feel included. Aww. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Brady. And then, right. who's reading the next one? And this is from Andrew. <clears throat> I'll read it. Okay. You go for it. So about a year ago, I was heading back to the dealership from lunch when I got a call from one of the service advisors. I rolled my eyes, thinking they were way wanting me to do a waiter oil change, but answered the phone. I should have read. <laughs> you, that's because you fucked with me on the last one. Go that on. That next one's a big word. <laughs> What? <laughs> what I did not today, Junior, was that the message was about my mentor and that he'd been arrested. Stud, I let them know I'd be back in a few minutes. This sounds familiar. 
When I got back to the shop, I was pretty much bombarded with questions and stories from the other guys in the shop about what had happened. I kind of shrugged them off, not knowing what had actually happened nor wanting to believe until what I hear from the source. It was bad timing because I was still early in my apprenticeship and we were in the middle of a transmission job. So I was fairly lost on what I should be doing. So I put that project on pause and just did oil changes for the rest of the day. A couple of days goes by and my mentor comes back to work. He sees me walk up and he goes over the whole event and what really happened. Um, Again, very familiar. The police had gotten a report of someone held at gunpoint at a grocery store parking lot before fleeing on foot. The description of the suspect happened to perfectly loosely for legal reasons matched what my mentor was wearing. So when he walked to the restaurant near the grocery store, one of the witnesses must have called in and led the police to his location. He just barely got back to his truck and was eating his lunch when he heard all the sirens and the sound of someone on the PA instructing him to step out of the vehicle with his hands up. Once understanding that it was for him, while still confused, he complies. He, he's then handcuffed, put in the back of the police SUV while the officer searches his truck. Coincidentally, or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, he stored one of his handguns, legally owned, in the backseat of the truck, <laughs> along with a magazine with some ammo, which definitely would seem like it was him that did that did it, even though he was in the shop at the time of the incident. So thinking they had their guy, they took him in, processed him, and asked more questions. After some hours, he was finally let free and was able to go home. We kind of stood oh there God. cracking jokes and just laughing about how much of a wrong place, wrong time that really Jesus. was. That's like, ver- that's like verbatim what we know happened <laughs> yes. close to home. That's uh, that's a pretty crazy story, Andrew. It is wow. the epitome yeah. of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, out of hearing the top stories that that you have heard that that you have hand, personally yes. handpicked yes. from all the listeners, which there were many, but <clears throat> Brady, I love you, but this one's going to go to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> this one's definitely going to go to Andrew, and it's it, this, it's just got the big the, drama, like not police even, not sirens e- blazing. Not even that, but Blaring? that story Blaring. runs close to my heart because something very similar happened to a close acquaintance. Of mine, so I know the drama that ensues with that. I know how shitty that can be. So that it all in itself is just an atom bomb of fuckery. So Adam, it's yours, dude. You win, Andrew. 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 Sorry, Adam. You said yeah, atom bomb. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, got atom it. bomb. We picked yeah. up what you were putting yeah. down. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Andrew, congrats. Hey, uh, <laughs> your uh, your money's coming tomorrow. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks uh, for taking money away from my birthday dinner. <laughs> We're still getting you dinner. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to leave the episode. Yep. Um, and uh, goodbye episode. Dustin, thank you, man. Pleasure My having pleasure. you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Keys. You oh, are welcome hey, back. And, and Any real, anytime. Real quick, Mike, can you give uh, everybody your uh, bleep sound? Since nobody knows what it is yet, no. Oh, you bitch! Well, no, it's, no, it's it. not on oh, here. It's not on there. No, okay, no, okay. no, it's not on here. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, I have to do that in post. It's a long process, but hopefully everybody appreciates it because <laughs> it takes a lot of work. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Anyway, That's what we appreciate it. Um, so uh, I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our sponsors, um, uh, spe- uh, specifically uh, Dale Follett, Norman Glazier. Uh, you can find Dale Follett at twistedbillsllc.com. Um, you can find Norman Glazier at um, Stovocore underscore metal works on Instagram. Or uh, if you email him at maxnorm at uh, hotmail.com. Pretty sure it's hotmail. Yeah, hotmail. 
who uses Hotmail? Norm, is that a Canada thing or what? What's going on with that? <laughs> Not a, so anyway, it's I still it's have a hot yeah, it's it's That's max over from MySpace. Max Norm with only two <laughs> X's, so it's not super hardcore. Max Norm at hotmail.com. And if you mention Customer States podcast, you get ten percent off of any of his fabricated metal works, Good which are stuff. beautiful, like this very well handcrafted man taking a poop on a toilet. Um, I love his stuff. Um, Speaking of pooping on the toilet, we're we're getting there, Eric. Just calm down. Um, so you can find <laughs> us. Is it time? Prairie dog in here. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Twitter or at <laughs> <laughs> customer <laughs> underscore no, states. You're messing me up, bud. I love you. Uh, we have a website. We do have you can, a website. You can find our hashtag sell the bell. You can okay. find our half price stickers. You can find out more about us and find some pictures. You can find all of our episodes. You can find out about our sponsors, how to contact us. Um, that is uh, customer states podcast at gmail.com. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Allie. Happy birthday to you. Singer, I'm you, not d- singer. you do it the way that I want you to do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. There it is. Good thing Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yay! Blow out the proverbial candle. Thank you, guys. Oh, here. Oh, yes, here. Wait, here. Blow. Yeah, blow go me. ahead and blow. Blow me. Yeah. <laughs> um thank you guys you're welcome happy birthday happy ollie birthday, baby seriously thank uh you. it's really great to have you on Can we do serious stuff on this sometimes Once in a while on occasion you want to play army hey, <laughs> i lay down you blow me <laughs> ollie, keep this uh keep this for the uh record that at least you didn't almost cry when we brought out the cake <laughs> i don't like surprises <laughs> Hi. <laughs> You'll have to catch up on the birthday episode for I me can't wait. earlier. Can't okay. wait. Um, anyway, uh, so our uh, podcast uh, website I already got taken care of. Um, you can email us at customerstatespodcast at gmail.com, which is where we prefer you to send your listener mail stories, your pictures, your crazy carnage pictures, to give your me shit. voice memos, talk shit to Jake, correct me on something that I got wrong. Uh, ask Dustin, ask Dustin for a job because he's looking to hire. Uh, it's, it's hard to find good techs out there. So if you're looking to move to California, he's already fulfilled the position. He already fulfilled the position. I already filled the position. Um, the position has been filled. Uh, our uh, uh, that was a Mary Poppins. Thing. Our email, which is again customer states podcast. Yes. Dot com just also happens to be our PayPal. If you want to send us money for drinks <laughs> or you want to buy a hashtag, sell the bell that you didn't want to buy from the website for whatever reason. Today, Junior. But with that, we are going to leave. And I just cannot thank you guys enough. Everybody in studio you, and all of our listeners. What is happening? Love you. I hear noises. I'm hearing noises. Love you. <laughs> it didn't work. I'll I'll edit it. Just keep going. Love you. It it didn't work. It's not it doesn't working. have helium in it. No, it's just. It does have air. helium. Otherwise, no, how else is it floating? It would have to be.
There's no way. Nope. Look, see? It I has sound, to have no, I sound like, Jake, get the fuck out of here. Don't light my... Oh, I thought you were gonna... I sound a little bit more like a bitch. Wait, what were you... What? <laughs> he thought you had a lighter for some reason. A well, you no, pulled no. out your lighter. I... I got to live let's, here still. Let's find out, shall we? Let's see. Thank you for listening to ah, Customer State yes. Podcast. Yes. This is Jake and have a wonderful night. <laughs> ah, you weren't inhaling, you two bitches. Love <laughs> you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then... You can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.